Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. On the Autosport Podcast today, we talk rallying with WRC director Peter Toole. In the latest in our Hashtag Thinking Forward podcast series, today we're talking World Rally Championship kicking off in just a few days' time with the Monte Carlo Rally, part of a 12-day calendar that features the first events for Croatia and Ypres, as well as the return of the Safari Rally in Kenya. WRC director Peter Toole talks to our own James Allen about the qualities needed to excel in rallying, why WRC is backing F1 strategy with a hybrid future, looking at biofuels, and why so many co-drivers end up running teams and federations. Here's the podcast. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk with us today on this hashtag Thinking Forward. WRC, of course, one of the most spectacular uh, forms of motorsport and uh, lots of exciting things going on in the sport. But perhaps we could start. Could you just sum up for us what you think the essential appeal of rallying is and why it's been so popular for so long? Uh, I think it's because of the format. Rallying is comparable to Declaton. These are the kings of the athletes of Olympic Games, and uh, we are seeing rally drivers, not not to say that the best drivers of the world, but the most versatile. That means they are able to control a car under each and every circumstance, surfaces, and so on, and it's purely spectacular, and it's very close to the fans. You can see that, not nowadays because of the COVID-19, but in the past, the paddock area is open. Fans can directly access uh, the drivers. The cars are looking like road cars, okay, with some uh, additional aero bodywork, but 
uh, it's, it's really spectacular and it's attracting masses of people we can see. And you talk about the cars. I mean, from the outside, they do look like um, cars that people see on the roads and that we actually see on, on the racetracks as well. But what makes rally cars distinctive from other forms of racing cars in, in terms of how they perform things like braking or acceleration, that kind of thing? Yeah, these cars are working on every surface, uh, starting with the ice-packed uh, uh, tarmac winding roads in Monte Carlo, the fast snowy roads in Finland or Sweden, uh, the jumps on gravel in uh, Finland, the tough gravel roads in uh, Sardinia, for example, tarmac roads and so on. And the technology, uh, you see, you, you know all that, that the 4x4, the Quattro, made a revolution in rallying. So the technology is uh, it's, it's something which is fascinating and it's driving to the edge. And these cars are accelerating uh, like no other. If you see, if you have a short ratio gearbox limited up to 180 or 20, 200 uh, kph per hour, uh, the cars are accelerating and under braking. It's really incredible. The most things is if you put somebody on the co-driver's seat in, in a modern rally car, uh, the people are even more impressed by the braking experience than by the acceleration. It's all so <laughs> harsh. This is not comparable to any road car, even not to a sports car. So how has the driving style uh, needed to, uh, to succeed in rallying? How has that, that changed in recent years? Uh, technology made a huge change. You remember in the good old times of Walter Wuerl, Hanno Mikola, Bjorn Waldegard and so on, it was also kind of marathon. You have to make your car survive on the big bumps, on the holes, on the rough surfaces. And now it's a sprint. It's incredible if you see the, the, the wheel travel on a modern WRC rally car, how fast you can go over these rough roads and, and how, how much the cars are under, under accelerating in the terms of, uh, of having grip moving forward. They are all going flat out. There is no rally somebody can approach and say, let's play tactics, even not last year in Turkey, which is really, really a tough one. Uh, you have to go fast or you are nowhere. And this is so fascinating to see that the technology can uh, can can handle that. Now you started out as a, a co-driver, a very successful one, uh, and it's quite interesting to me, not, not being an expert on rallying, looking in from the outside, that it seems that quite a few ex-co-drivers have actually gone on to senior roles in the sports administration. People like Jean Todd, obviously, David Richards, and Daniele Ordetto. What, what did that experience give you and why do we see co-drivers going on to have sort of senior roles in motorsport? Uh, first of all, I would not put myself into this role of legendary co-drivers. <laughs> My career is a much smaller one. But anyway, uh, I think we are, uh, we are well organized, first of all, because co-driver is, is kind of the first bookkeeper in the rally car. It's a good co-driver on board means the driver can just control on uh, put the pedal to the metal, go fast. All the rest, the administrative things, belongs to the co-driver and we can continue in the in the present times if you see Kai Lindström running the operations for Toyota uh, co-drivers are used to work under time pressure and you cannot recall a decision you have to take a decision and you have to take the consequences and there's oftentimes no second chance like you're giving a pace note you say left flat over crest you cannot say in the air oh maybe it's a little bit slower <laughs> then you are off so and this means you have a responsibility you can handle the pressure and this helps a lot in the sports because uh, if you, you all quoted these famous co-drivers, but one of the most famous is for sure our president, John Todd, and he has to handle all the kind of politics and, 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 and uh, challenges in the society, in the sport, uh, short-term decisions, strategic decisions. I think it's not bad to be in a, in a, in a bad time of fire in a rally car, then, then it helps in some situations. Like all sports and all motorsports, the last 12 months has been completely upside down, really, for, for WRC. 
How have, have you coped with the COVID disruption? Um, what are the particular challenges for rallying given things like the locations, the fact you've got to have two car, two, a co-driver and a driver in close proximity in, in the car and all the rest of it? Yeah, first of all, we are outdoor sports and we are not limited on a closed circuit like Formula One, which makes it much more easier. You have gates, you have a fence, you can absolutely control who's inside, who's outside. But nevertheless, it was a steady learning process. And if I see in our, in our uh, executive uh, responsible persons like, like uh, Jonas Siebel, who is the head of WRC Promoter, and especially Simon Larkin, who handled all the events, and there was a really close cooperation with FIA, the governing governmental body of motorsports, and so there was a COVID regime in place from the very first rally we did in Estonia from the restart. And we didn't know that we have a big responsibility. We cannot go for a rally and be a super spreader event. And if we see, if we're looking backwards, it worked very well. So we have a, a high density zones in the, in the paddock area like it is in Formula One. We have low density outside. This is very inconvenient for journalists because they are doing video conferences during the events. But due to this regime, it works. And... Uh, and we have the fantastic offer of WRC Plus all live, 24 hours coverage on the rally nearly for fans so they can see it even if they are not able or allowed to go to the, race tra to the rally tracks, to the stages. Now, you mentioned WRC Plus. I, I wanted to ask you about that because I went and had a close look at it myself, uh, how it was actually produced um, at Rally GB at the end of 2019. It's extremely <coughs> impressive um, and, and very ambitious to actually carry live signals but I guess it's that digital transformation that has, has allowed that because I know that you approach this as a digital product rather than a, as a broadcast product. But it was always the dream, wasn't it, to have live pictures from a rally. It always seemed hard to achieve in the, in the broadcast, the, the old-fashioned broadcasting days, if you want to call it that. What's it done for rallying? What's it done for the fan following? And, and how do you build from here for the future? Uh, there was a, there have been legendary performance like I'm always remember Tony Mason doing this in BBC. This was really something lyric after every leg of a RAC rally, for example, one hour live coverage, very fundamental. Now we are on live, and that means uh, a fan can 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 go out of the bed in the morning when he has the time, and the weekend, for example, can just log in, and he's just a just a witness of the of the action. And we are not only having the coverage inboard from the camera; we have outside. We have uh, backup uh, information so we can bring the fascination of a sport which is much dif more difficult to transport compared to Formula One. When you have a race, it starts, you see permanently the cars going around. And this WRC Plus helps us a lot to transport the fascination. But on top of that, uh, the TV coverage we now generate have generated throughout the years is really impressive worldwide. So. We have these full professional uh, uh, broadcasting uh, equipment, the team on place. We have WRC Plus for the fans. Plus, we have a huge uh, TV coverage. And some stages are even live in domestic TV channels. So I would say we, our, our company is doing quite a good job to promote rallying. Now, next year, uh, 2022, that is, WRC is going to go hybrid. Um, a little bit later than other branches of motorsport. But the, the package does sound pretty exciting. So you're going to have a power output, I think, of around 500 horsepower from, from the internal combustion engine plus the mm. hybrid system, which sounds like a heck of a lot of power for something that's sliding around on gravel. Tell us, Peter, about your hopes for a hybrid WRC. 
Yeah, first of all, we have to see the, the, the situation in the car industry in general. We have, uh, by 2020, following a study of Oliver Wyman, which was carried out in 2019, we have uh, 84% of combustion engines, 30% of hybrid, and around 3% purely electric. In 2030, the assumption is among the 132 million cars on the, on the market, due to COVID, maybe some less, we will see, uh, we have a 38% still combustion, but we will have 37, nearly the same amount hybrid, hybrid cars, plus 25 electric. So it's the ideal move at the right time, and it has two roles. First of all, yes, these cars will be spectacular. You have additional torque from the, uh, from the electric engine to come. You have recuperation. You will regain energy. But on top of that, we show the benefits of the plug-in hybrid. And the plug-in hybrid is a system which is very smart. If you are, as a driver, charging it permanently, and so we will do. So we will have the technology in a showcase, proving that it works under every circumstances. Plus, we can educate the drivers who maybe are not let's say, uh, engaged enough to make the most of it because a plug-in hybrid works the best if you plug it in and get the energy. So uh, we have an educational aspect on one side and on the other one, a very spectacular one. Uh, and how have the fans and, and the public reacted to the switch to hybrid? And, and can looking a bit beyond that into the mm -hmm. future, can WRC ever imagine an all-electric or a, a hydrogen future, for example? Uh, the system, if you're talking about hydrogen, always is about the well-to-wheel. How much energy you, you, you need to produce uh, the, 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 the fuel cell or the hydrogen? This is the question of sustainable. I think a smart mix of technologies in the future will work. That means uh, hybrids, mild hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and electric cars will be in the midterm the future. I know that some traditionalists, some fans have, a, let's say, some kind of hesitating towards this new electrification. But first of all, we have no other choice. Second, we think it could be really sexy to see a WRC rally car going flat out with this uh, plug-in hybrid on board. And for the electric range, yes, I think there are other formats, formats which are much more suitable. For example, uh, rallycross. Uh, that is a perfect stage. You have short races. You can also go with spectacular amount of power. And then you recharge. But I would not exclude that maybe on national championships or some one brand make series like, uh, like Opel is doing it currently for the Corsa E, that it could work. But it all depends on the battery capacity, on the, on the storage, how fast you can charge them. It's the same like in the, in the car industry now on the market. So, but I would not exclude anything at the moment. What about the, the calendar and, and how that's uh, evolving? Because you've got some, some new rounds and, and exciting new places. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, the issue is that, like everybody now, now we are fighting to do Rally Monte Carlo. We are quite positive it will happen under behind closed doors again. And we did know in the last year, and this is especially the task, as I said, from Jonas Siebel and Simon Larkin, that uh, the 21 has to be a compromise. So we only have a plan for three long-haul events. And the majority of the, let's say, critical uh, critical countries uh, will start in summer. So we now we will do, I, I'm optimistic, we will do Monte Carlo. Then we will have the Arctic Rally in, uh, in Finland, purely snow event. And then we have a certain gap before we go to Croatia. So uh, strategical-wise, we planned this calendar knowing that the COVID is not over, huh? uh, that there will be in winter difficult time. On top of that, we have a lot of candidate events in the background. Last year, it worked fantastic with Estonia. Now Estonia is a regular rally. So out of a crisis, our guys made a chance. That means now we have a fascinating add-on in the calendar with Estonia. We have the Arctic in, and we have some more as a backup in case something turns uh, turns worse, but we, we cannot at the moment uh, say exactly because nobody has a crystal ball. But we are prepared for that. And our ambition is to run 12 events to have a proper championship in 2021. And looking further down the line, looking more long term, what's the, what's the objective? 
objective, we have two clear strategic markets we would like to hit. First of all, US, very important for us, also for our stakeholders, for the manufacturers, and for sure, China. China was already an attempt some years ago. It did not work because there was a kind of, uh, yeah, all kind of problems. But we we are see this as a, as a as a strategic market, and we want to be in every important car market present with the rally. Now, COVID has has obviously had a, a been tough for mm. for manufacturers, and we've seen you know the likes of Honda, Audi, BMW at the top end of the sport making significant changes to their to their racing programs. What does the manufacturer participation in WRC look like going forward, and how important are they to you? Uh, manufacturers are very important uh, for for all kind of aspects for the competition, for the multiplication, for the PR, for everything. And we are happy that we have such strong, committed partners with uh, Toyota, with Hyundai, with M Sport, Ford. And, uh, but on top of that, we have clear focus to get more manufacturers. And it's no secret we are targeting China at the, in the future as a, as a, as a potential uh, market, which why not having a big Chinese manufacturer, especially when we are talking about the plug-in hybridization. Uh, but as you know, due to COVID, uh, you cannot do a presentation all via Skype. Uh, you have to go there. You have to see the people. You have to present them to them. We have already made a toolkit in order to sell our product, which is a good one. It's an efficient one with a huge media coverage. And as soon as the borders are going up and, and we, can, we can go, there's also another Japanese manufacturer who was looking into it, uh, potentially also a candidate. So uh, this is something we have clearly in mind. Uh, again, we are happy that our partners we currently have are really strongly committed. And not only in WRC, in the big class, we have five manufacturers having cars in the, in the Rally 2 category. So there's a, there's a broad of possibilities in the future. Now, like all motorsports, WRC has to confront the, the climate change debate. You were saying earlier on that, you know, these, these are things you have to address. It's not, and with a new president in the White House, it's looking like mm. that debate will be yeah, accelerated yeah, yeah. even more. And the move to become more sustainable, basically. Yes. I wonder what you say about the optics of, of driving cars through forests uh, in, <laughs> in an environmentally kind of conscious world. Will you have to adapt the sport to thrive in that environment? Anyway, when uh, an organizer is doing a rally, he is in close contact with the local authorities, and uh, and uh, we are not running in every area of the world due to the respect of the of the nature. If you see Finland, the forest, for example, uh, the roads are maintained afterwards, and uh, and if we see the cars are uh, during the efficiency of the of the fuel consumption of everything, now it's really modern technology, and on top of that. Uh, FIA has a sustainable uh, strategy. We are not lo only looking on the, let's say, on the CO2 we are having on the cars. We are looking on how is about the paddock area. And uh, just there was just started in cooperation uh, with, with us. FIA launched an energy tender about sustainable fuels that be, because we will not stop with the big cars. We are, there's already initiative from FIA uh, to do multi-presentation on the supporting categories. It has to be on one hand affordable, on one hand sustainable. And uh, this energy tender is not only facing the fuel, could be sustainable fuels. It's about the overall CO2 footprint, everything involved, about the charging, about the well to wheel. So we are clearly aware that we have to be on this field very strong and we can do it due to technical develop, uh, development, due to possibilities we can showcase. So we take this challenge and I think we can make, uh, we, can, we can play our role also in this, in this way. And Formula One does as well. You have seen that Formula One already switched to these uh, sustainable fuels. So motorsport is aware of that. And if we are doing so, we have a strong chance to, to be in the future still an essential part for the people. 
Uh, it's interesting you, you mentioned that because we had Yaf Gangakumaran, the director of strategy from Formula One on Thinking Forward at the end of last year. And he was saying that they're betting, doubling down on hybrid and sustainable fuels. They think that that is the best way forward. And it sounds to me as though WRC has the, has the same strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And that again, uh, we are closely working to FIA and for John Todd, it's a strategic approach. Uh, you can see that on all the speeches and all the publications they have, the sustainability is something we really have to be aware of. And we have not only to respect it, we have also to take an active role. This is something motorsports uh, has to do and motorsports will do. How positive do you think the future is for rallying? I think uh, rallying is always something which fascinated people. We have uh, 50 years of WRC uh, next year, this year to celebrate, to start the celebration for next year. And, uh, and I think uh, if you see the people coming to the rallies, I, I've been, uh, the last years I was also uh, on stages, for example, El Condor in Argentina. Or you see the the, the stages uh, in, in Mexico in, in the in the in, in this uh, in Guadalajara uh, difficult to spell this this first show stage in the mining area. Or I'm coming from Trier, which is close to Baumholder. If you see the masses of people on the military area, by the way, uh, or there we could not do so much damage on the roads which are used by tanks. Uh, this fascination is global, so I think the people will like it, and uh, I think uh, it, it will remain. It has a long, long, long tradition. As soon as uh, there are cars, there was always a kind of rallying. Look at the history of Monte Carlo, how fancy that was, even with buses competing. And <laughs> so the, the the rallying is some is a sport who can also easily adapt to the to the circumstances. And so we did. If you look back on the cars, what the evolution of technology was driven by rallying or did occur during the last decades, it's impressive. So therefore, yes, I am positive and I love these sports. For sure. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to mm -hmm. us today. Good luck with the Monte Carlo rally thank and you. all the logistical challenges of uh, yeah. in these times and, and uh, looking forward to a, to a bright future. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we do. So thank you for the, for the chance to talk to you. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.